Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I am Nate Langelli. And I'm Brad Baldwin. We were reluctant to get into this topic and qualify what we collectively believe to be an ignorant question everyone in this profession is asked far too often. But we started this podcast to give our listeners a look behind the curtain into the world of public education and, well, responding to a question like this on the regular sadly comes with the territory. So today in the episode, our essential question we're focusing on is, who are we to judge another person's job? We'll also be looking at the perception many people have about teachers and summer. Too often we hear, in a condescending tone, the phrase, it must be nice to have the summers off. Why do people do that? Is it okay for them to do that? Stick with us for our thoughts. That song is very tough to listen to after summer ends. <laughs> but we, we are here, back in full swing, you know, back to the grind. It feels good, got to say. It definitely, it definitely feels good, um, but we'd be remiss not to explain to you why, uh, why our episode has been delayed a little bit. And, um, you know, some of, the, some of the subjects of the pod or some of the, some of the, <laughs> the motivation for this pod uh, might blindly accuse us of uh, maybe having a little too much free time, a little too much uh, laid-back activity over the summer, but that's why we decided to talk about this, and full disclosure, um, a, a big part of the reason that this pod took so long to get out was uh, our, our our buddy Brad here, um, <laughs> who, like many of us, have that, have that issue of not knowing what to do with any sort of free time and takes on any sort of job that comes his way, and... Uh, I don't have that problem. And... Brad, you want to talk about a little bit what, uh, what, what took so much of your time this summer and, and why, uh, why we are doing our, our episode now? Yeah, sure thing. I, um, so as Aaron said, I'm kind of, uh, I need to be doing something. So um, my wife and I talked, and I decided that I wanted to get a summer job this summer again. Uh, I've worked every summer for the last, I don't know, <laughs> 29 summers. <laughs> Not pretty bad. Much. Yeah, pretty much. No, I, uh, I actually decided to landscape this past summer, so uh, through a mutual friend, he offered me a job and started off a couple days a week and the rain hit and uh, we kind of got behind so it turned into instead of three days a week it turned into seven days a week and hey it was it was awesome made a lot of money um, got my tan on stayed in shape <laughs> I enjoyed it the farmer's uh, tan on huh? I, <laughs> I, a couple times I took my shirt off oh oh, 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 oh man oh man uh, look in the eyes Nate <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Griff yelled at me for talking about your eyes too much, but I, I can't That's help it. Beautiful eyes, anyway. We do, we, but we have to we have to take Uncle Griff's feedback into consideration. We have to keep keep the big guy happy. Uh, we'll let the wings do that. He can, he can eat more of those. Um, but this kind of ties in with the perception that people have. You know, teachers just you know schools out. They're just running through the bushes, hands in the air. You know, ah! But no, a lot of people do actually get jobs. A lot of people are doing stuff. And this sort of topic kind of kind of upsets me because it's like. People are saying in a condescending way. Now, I've had friends who've genuinely, you know, they're like, it must be nice. You know, be good, what are you doing? Like, they actually care. But a lot of times when I hear this, you know, must be nice sort of thing, it's almost like out of jealousy or condescension. It's like, uh, who are you? And so it really, I don't know, it gets me thinking. And so, like, I could easily turn that around on other people. It's like, oh, I know you a certain job. It must be nice to have a six-figure salary, right? <laughs> Most people would probably say that that's kind of a jerkish thing for me to say to somebody else. Or maybe it's nice, it must be nice to be able to leave your work at work. You know, you can leave the, the close the door and then you're you're moving on, 
it must be nice to be able to rip people off with the prices that you charge. You know, you ever think about that? It must be nice to be able to do that. Not that everybody does that. Not, uh, it must be nice to not have your profession consistently dragged through the mud by society at large. That's a big one for me. You know, you see in the news, you see everything. A lot of negative perceptions and negative attitude about teachers in general. A lot of other professions, they don't have that. Uh, it must be nice to not have politicians pretend to care about your profession, make drastic changes to your profession regularly, not properly fund it, and then blame you for why things don't appear to be going well. So those are just a few things that kind of popped into my head when people say it must be nice. Feeling better that. after that, uh, getting that off your chest. A little bit, let's yeah, all, let's all take a little a bit. Breath and regroup. Um, <laughs> but you're absolutely right, and you get to figure too that. Um, I, do you think? guys that it comes from any sort of uh, like just the fact that everybody goes through school which inherently makes everybody a quote-unquote expert at school and education <laughs> maybe That's possibly it, yeah. and I'm thinking too just sadly like people they see something that they don't have or maybe they're jealous they want and so they just it's so easy to tear other people down and not really know what the other job is like right like my, my big point is I don't know what your job is like so I'm not gonna make these assumptions I'm not gonna make these claims or these statements I have no clue, it's you know. Ignorance. I mean, it's obvious. It's right, ignorance. and so that, I think that's the big, the big reason why it bothers me so much. I mean, ultimately, become a teacher then. If you really, if you're really that <laughs> upset about it, go ahead. And you know, everybody could, right? Everybody could. And every, I mean, anybody I'm can using do. that loosely. <laughs> uh, maybe anybody <clears throat> can do my job. I don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, there was some thoughts that came to mind when we were talking about this issue here. Sure. Well, uh, when we come back, we're actually going to get into some of the numbers and some of the, uh, the studies that uh, go along with our topic. And uh, we'll be right back after the break. Pod for Teachers, the brainchild of Aaron Fitzpatrick, Nate Langelli, and Brad Baldwin, and produced in their own personal capacity. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the hosts and guests' own and do not reflect the views of Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without written consent of Special Counsel Robert Mahler is strictly prohibited. Welcome back. Like any good student, you know, we ask them to support their claims with facts, support their ideas, and so that is what we are going to do for you here. So let's just throw some numbers out there and, and have a little fun with it. So across the country, here you go, 18% of teachers earn income outside the classroom, according to the National Center for Education Statistics report that was released on June 20th, the Washington Post reported. And the finding comes from a nationally representative survey of teachers conducted for the 2015-16 school year. So 18%. That seems like a high percent of teachers. I don't know. It seems, is that necessary? And that's the sad reality is that for a lot of people it is, right, to try and supplement their incomes. Uh, something else here. According to a report by the National Associ Education Association, NEA, the nation's largest teacher union, the average teacher salary fell by 3% from 2006 to 2016 after inflation was taken into account. Teachers in the United States earn on average just 60% of what other professionals with similar education levels make, according to a 2017 education report from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. And the United States had the lowest relative teacher salaries among the 28 member nations that participated in the report. So and that, I'll go ahead. Oh, so this is something that actually interests me a lot. Um, our, our average salary is 60% of what, of less than other professionals. And, and what are you guys' thoughts on that? Salary, let's, start, let's talk teacher salary for a second. Uh, okay, do we because have like, to? No. <laughs> 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 well, because yeah. I've heard this a lot, I've heard, and this is kind of going along with our topic today. It must be nice having summers off, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we do have to take into account our summers and having those summers off, but 
I mean, 60% of what most professionals make, it's not a lot of money, is it? No. No. And I know, like, personally, having my master's degree, I don't know what other people with a similar level, what they make. Obviously, it's apparently higher. Um, <laughs> now, we don't get into education for the money. No, we don't. And that's not the main reason for it. But the truth of the reality is, like, we could be making more money elsewhere, right? And it's not, and so having the summers off when you, I mean, most salaries are averaged out over like a 12 month period. You're getting paid for the 12 months. It's not like you're just getting paid for the nine months. Like, and so the idea is like, okay, summers are off, but the work you're doing is for a full year's work, worth of work. Um, all the effort, all the hours, all the extra hours that people put in, after school hours, extracurricular stuff. Like there's a ton of stuff that goes into than just, you know, you're here during the school day and you pack it in and go home. And, and that's basically what Dr. Wargo told us in our second episode there about, you know, when he used the example of a scientist versus a science teacher and, you know, right. salaries. It, it is the profession that leads to all other professions. So just by that logic alone, you would assume that it would be something that we as a society valued a little more highly than, than the numbers may show. Um, speaking of the numbers, according to uh, a, a different study by the National Center for Education Statistics, um, going back to what Nate was just talking about, the average length of an American school day is just over six and a half hours. But um, as, as, he, as we're trying to point out here, the teachers work much longer than that. Um, more than three and a half million full-time teachers in the United States are required to work 38.2 hours a week on average, according to that study. But when you take into account all other school-related activities, the teachers uh, in which they participate, like after-school conferences, staff meetings, and extracurricular programs, they actually end up working 53.3 hours a week during the typical work week. So um, I crunched some of those numbers, and uh, that's just over 508 hours of free overtime, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, that schools are getting out of their teachers. And even when you divide that number by the 12 weeks of summer's break, uh, we're looking at 42-plus hour per week average. So in other words, even if a teacher opts to do absolutely no work during the summer, and as we're trying to point out to you here that that is the rare exception and certainly not the rule, teachers are still working more than two hours of overtime on average per week over the course of the year. So that's even factoring in the summer when, when they're not working. And I just, looking through that stat, I'm just wondering too, it doesn't necessarily point out the fact, how much work do we do outside of school? Just like for the classroom stuff, getting prepared right. for lessons, getting stuff ready, like grading, whatever it is. And I don't think that study necessarily even took that into account too. And so it just kind of adds, I think, to the argument that's being made there. Right, and, we, and we're fortunate. I think Freedom has a, a great group of teachers that we do put in that overtime, everybody. I mean, I never see anybody leave at 2.45 or 2.50. They're, we're usually here until at least 3.30, 4 o'clock. A, a lot of teachers here are coaches. A lot, of, a lot of teachers are advisors for clubs. So I'd say we, uh, <laughs> we definitely put the time in here. And just to clarify for people who are out there thinking, like, we're not advocating demanding that we get summers off. That's not no, the, no. the point of this is saying the perception that people have that teachers, well, why do you have summers off? Who may, Why do you think you're so special? Whatever it is, the, the condescending tone is what we're trying to address here. And the idea is, like, is that we've never – why are you judging who we are, our profession? Like, you don't know all the things that go into it, so what's the point of that? That's kind of like the, the attitude we're trying to discuss here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually found one more stat that I want to talk about. According to the report released June 20th, teachers who worked outside jobs reported earning an average of $5,100 a year in those second jobs. About half who reported earning second incomes were employed outside teaching or tutoring positions. About 22% of teachers with second jobs worked in positions related to teaching, and 28% worked in jobs unrelated to education. So going back to that, having summers off and working, 
Um, I can relate to this one here. Um, I don't know exactly what I made over the summertime, but I'd say it's around there, about $5,000, which, which was a nice income, and that's, that's pretty much the whole reason I worked. I mean, I know we, I know we talked about um, how much we do in the classroom and how much we do outside of the classroom, uh, and, I, and I did. I tried to juggle both because I, I took on a new organ I took on a new club this year, DECA, so I put a lot of time in over the summertime on top of that, but I mean, it, it is nice to have that extra income. It really is, and that, that's the main reason behind why I worked, was to get that extra money and, and kind of supplement for that, that need. Yeah. I, I was just going to add to, I don't know, going back to my little rant at the beginning, I guess you could say, the whole, you know, politicians seeming to care. We have, you know, every election cycle, education seems to be a huge talking point, yep. a huge sticking point. And that you go look back at, like, at least federally speaking, the budget, the amount of money that's put into education, it's it's... it's Putrid, not, oh, maybe that's not the right word. It, it sounded good, but it's really small, right? It's really tiny, minuscule, the amount that it, and yet it gets waved around every single debate, every single this, every single that. And so I just think that as the overall perception about education in this country, and kind of maybe that kind of leads to why people have maybe a negative view about teachers having summers off and this, like, well, no, there's, I think if you're going to talk about education, we need to try and say maybe we're going to support education more than try and tear it down or say this or that and not just, you know, make it, not just have it be words out of our mouths, but actually do something about it. Sure. And I mean, I think if anything um, about the last year in our history uh, has shown us that with a lot of the, the, the political action that teachers have taken over the past year in, in states like Oklahoma, um, we might be looking at some upward or positive movement in that direction where people are, are taking this topic and, and uh, are in the profession and education as a, as a whole much more seriously than maybe they had in recent years. Um, we decided uh, to, we wanted to reach out to two, two people that, that we, we thought of right off the bat when we came up with this topic that probably w couldn't be any more frustrated than us <laughs> about uh, that question, you know, or that statement, must be nice to have summers off. Uh, two of our colleagues, uh, two of the hardest working people that we know, uh, Kristen Milanovic and Dave Badamo. So when we come back, our interviews with Kristen and Dave. Pod for Teacher is sponsored by the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, testing our metal each and every day as we overcome the odds and concurrent road closures just to make it to the job we love. All right, so we're back and we're here with our, uh, our good buddy, Dave Padamo. Dave, thanks for joining us. Well, hey, thank DB. You. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Dave, is this the first podcast you've ever been on? Uh, actually, no. Uh, oh. My dad runs oh. a podcast. Your dad runs a podcast? Yeah, he runs a podcast. How have you not told us this? <laughs> Out of the Westmoreland County uh, Prison. Uh, not to burst your bubble, I knew about that. He's, he's told me about this the before. West, what? You need to tell us about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he runs a, he's the head chaplain at Westmoreland County Prison, and he runs a podcast out of there. How about that? What's the, what, what's the, kind of, what's the content? What's the topic? Whatever they want to talk about at their study that night. It's pretty cool. So, the, so the inmates or the guests or the inmates. Oh, they'll, they'll the bring inmates, uh, other chaplains in. Obviously, it's his. He does. It's he's like non-denominal. Mm -hmm. So he just does whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. Yeah. Had we'll no look idea. it up sometime. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope, uh, hope hope this can hold a candle to. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, my daughter, she goes on there with them sometimes too. And That's neat. Yeah. yeah. And she's a, what, a sophomore in college. Yeah. She's like, he's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very good. But yeah, like the question that we were kind of going on this episode is like when people come up to us and say, you know, they find out you're a teacher. And then one of the first things sometimes you hear, maybe like a little condescension in their voice. Oh, it must be nice to have your summers off, this and that. And we're just curious, like your thoughts, because uh, we know that you, sir, do not take your summers off. And we're just curious kind of like how you go about those uh, lovely months of June, July, and August. Well, I try to... Uh when I get back to school, that's like when I—that's my downtime. <laughs> <laughs> School's your relaxing time. Yeah, I like that. yeah. We're pretty busy all the time, and you know, I don't really worry about what people say. To be honest with you, I just enjoy working. So it's, I work year-round, no matter what. Uh, I guess if someone actually would say to me, "Hey, you know, at least you got the summers off," I would just tell them, "Come on out with me a few days, and let's see what's going <laughs> sure. on." You know. Uh, this year we got really busy though, obviously. Uh, we a lot busier this year than we have been in the past. So and I'm just here for the people, for our maybe 12, 13 listeners that are out there, um, <laughs> who might not know you, sir. Just explain kind of the things that you do over the summer. Oh. Uh, you know, while while you're out there. Well, we have what's called Badamo cuts. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Haircuts. We cut everything. Hair- no, you got haircuts. Yeah. Well, actually. <laughs> I mean, I sponsored a, a little league team once, and uh, I didn't, we went up to the game, and the lady's like, oh, you're a sponsor, so, like, where's your shop? And I was like, oh, I just right out of the house. She's like, oh, so we can just come there and get haircuts? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it just come up one time, and we just was like, yeah, banana cuts, this makes sense to us. But, yeah, we cut lawns, um, mulching and stuff like that. In addition to, we also do a lot of construction work but started out 10 years ago my son started out with five or six lawns and we're up to 42 so wow so how, how long does it take you to knock out 42 lawns uh, on just a, a normal swing normal sw- well in the summer we cut we usually cut between 14 and 15 on wednesday 15 on thursday and 16 on uh friday and it goes we we're out from well, they don't get up as early as I do, but uh, it goes from maybe 9 to 4, 35 o'clock. That's a lot of cuts. Yeah, yeah. especially there's and we're all family, so it's just me and my three kids, and that's the cool part. That is nice. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so, like, um, aside from, you know, you said you, you actually enjoy work and stuff, aside from just your enjoyment of it, like, why – why do that? Like, so, are there, is there any other motivation for why you want to have this much going on um, in your downtime? Oh yeah. Well, right now I'm putting two kids through college, so it's really coming in handy at this point. Like, they don't ask for much, but I know I have it if they need it. And I just we we have enough billing that we go year round, and it's not like I say, hey, Friday's payday. They know that they always have money or access to money as long as they don't go crazy. <laughs> it's like trying to get that into my oldest son. Can I have access to this money as well? Or <laughs> that, no? We don't have that much. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Um, well, that's the driving factor behind it, though, really. It's, you know, I don't want to be pinched. And despite what people think, teachers don't make a whole boatload of money, and we all know that. Right. We right. know that. It sure. may be the 12 to 13 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind of like the idea behind it too. It's like people make these comments, but they don't really, they've never walked in somebody else's shoes. And mm-hmm. so they're trying to just caution people, you know, 
Maybe get some more information before you just start making judgment calls like that against other people and their jobs. Sure. Yeah. yeah, well, my wife actually took a nine-month job at Pitt now, so she's only working the same, like, yearly schedule for Pitt that we do here. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, so it's nice you have the summer off. Well, then she works four days at the hospital in the summer because we need that money to get them through school. I don't want to. I don't want to send them back out with all those loans that we had. I had. I, mean, I don't know if you guys had those or not, but student loans are killer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I might just send my daughters off to get their own student loans. And be like, I'm not working. No, just <laughs> 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 you must love your kids more than I do, Dave. There's always like, jobs open at Pitt. You just got to go for it. So um, one. Th so you both. You and you and your wife both work really hard. And, and um, one thing I know now, they know you is like your 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 kids are on amazing paths to success themselves you want to brag about your kids a little bit and tell, tell anyone who's listening like what they're up to yeah, and, they, and how maybe like some of this work ethic that they've seen in you and your wife over the years have maybe kind of uh inspired them to kind of to, to work hard and, and do their thing as well yeah sure i, I mean they uh they know it takes some work obviously because they're out working with us all the time um but yeah david's 22 is senior year of chemical engineering and he's he's done really well he, he locked down a 4.0 last year. Right? We were super That's happy great. Is that a little higher than what you achieved, Mr. Fitzpatrick? It, it goes up to 4.0. It, it does. You're, you're like, I got a 2.5, and I was really, whoo. Well, that's what I always say. Everything you do, double what I did, all right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's, he'll be finishing up. He's actually looking at an intern this summer in Texas. He may be going to Houston, which it it would hurt me a bit not having them around. That's where I was just born. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not from a working aspect. Oh, okay, just, I was to say, more yeah. working or just yeah. emotionally? Just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he's actually a pretty cool kid to hang out with. You know, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mays, my daughter, she's a sophomore, and she'll be going. She's trying to get into med school. She's studying neuroscience. A so, sophomore at Pitt, right? A sophomore at Pitt, right. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing pretty well too. Her her grades are awfully high, <laughs> but you know, chip it, off the old block. <laughs> not this block. <laughs> Mom's pretty smart. <laughs> hey, you can take some credit for this too. You know, well, the working end of it. I mean, I think that. Uh, I see what you're doing. You're just setting yourself up for future excuses. Absolutely. Whenever, whenever your daughters get the accolades, it's like, right. oh, Amy, like. Come on now. <laughs> hey, part of them came from me. You know, I came, yeah. That's it. That's this a small part. <laughs> I'll, t I'll take any claim I can get. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, Max, my son, my youngest son, Max, although he works all the time with us, uh, he really doesn't have the, the motivating factor behind him. He's not really seeking college. Sure. Yeah, and what's his cool with me? Yeah. yeah. He's thinking about going into the trades or whatnot. But... We'll see how this works out. He's mm -hmm. in his junior year, and he's he's really taken taken a pretty good grip on things this year. Maybe you know, last year he's real lax a days, and he just let everything just fall through. But now he's really got a good hold on things. So we'll see what happens. Cause a free pit education. There you go. That's, that's not bad. Play. Not bad. Not <laughs> yeah, bad. Pretty good incentive. Yeah. Um, right. So so you talked about you know the Badamos cuts and you did all the summer work or whatever too, but um, outside of just your, your typical school classroom responsibilities, which obviously takes 
you know, the amount of time we've been talking, you know, considerable amount of time by itself. You also do extra stuff here during the school year for the school on top of still doing your, your side work as well. You want, you want to just talk about like what your typical schedule's like and like what the, about the, tell us about the extra stuff. With the extra do. things we're doing sure. in my classes now. Well, we're just trying to, my thoughts are this. If we can get something out there that the community sees, like for example, there's the track shed down there and take some pride in it and uh, the students take some pride in it and when they walk by, they say, hey, you know, I built that. Yeah. I think it goes a long way, you know, not, not only for the student, but for the, uh, the parent community. I just think it's a big thing. And uh, in addition to those things, I mean, I'm taking on a robotics club this year which takes a lot of time, and not that I asked for it. <laughs> but this is my we don't all ask for the things that we get. <laughs> second year at it as the advisor, but um, it takes a lot of work, you know. And it's it's another good it's a good thing for these kids because you really got to reach out and get a, get in touch with different people. It's not just building a robot. Like I always tell them, it's all about networking. And this is going to be something that they're going to do down the road, whether they know it or not now. Yeah. You know. Uh, so those types of things just kind of just keep on going through my course every day. <laughs> my room's just busy. Mm -hmm. Like we're pretty busy down there today. We had a cookout for some people. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking no. about. <laughs> cookout, huh? News to me. Um, so it seems like you're always busy. You're busy. Um, would you say a salon would be a relaxing thing for you? A spa sort of a thing? Would, would you? Salon or <laughs> spa? <laughs> or a spa? Like a man, you could get a mani pedi where you can go to a spa and maybe get like a facial. Uh, would those be relaxing to you? Would you find that relaxing? Absolutely not. Okay. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know because you're always busy. I didn't know. What would you consider nice and relaxing? For me? Yeah, for you. Oh, I like, uh, I'm into the shows. I like to go to concerts. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, football games. How many Grateful Dead shows have you been to? Then? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Nonsense. Yeah. It's, it's way up there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I like music a lot. Um, and I like just to be out with people. That's so good. Yeah. I just, I'm, we, when we're home, it, it's nice out too. But we're, we're just never home. Because yeah. we're just want to get out of the house as well so and, and even uh, on top of that you know you mentioned your your son's still active in sports and things like that so you run around doing that and not right. don't forget about uh you're also an assistant coach on the track team in the spring so sure yeah i think now. you should take a lot of credit for that all out of the success well, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> i'm the last one to put someone on the podium <laughs> <laughs> Either, you know what are you gonna do <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that takes up a lot of time. I mean, high school sports are busy. So, so the thing is, um, the that we kind of brought up earlier in the in today's pod was that we talked about how you, know, you get your typical average work week and how many hours you you work for just for the job itself, not including all the extracurriculars and all that other stuff. Just even just during the school year versus even the summer, what do you th like? What would you say is your like average hourly work week? Oh boy! If you just um, if you had to roughly estimate it, well, we go. Well, I go every night till about seven. So seven to seven, that's twelve. 
<laughs> and usually Saturdays and Sundays will go from 10 to 4. So that's probably, we're probably yeah. close to 60, yeah. 60 hours, 70 hours a week. Yeah. You know, depending on now we lose the sun, it's getting darker. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it's a lot of hours. It is. That's you, why the first name that came to mind when I, whenever whenever we, whenever we uh-huh. start talking about this 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 issue, and, it, and I think it typically comes up because people will come up to us, like you say, like we said, and we'll say, you know, like, oh, you know, oh, you're a teacher, yeah, that must be nice to have summers off, you know, or uh, oh, you know, what 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 did you do over the summer? Is the first question you get when school ends, or you mu- you know, it must be sad that the summer breaks over. I don't know about you guys. Like, I can never think. Like, you know, it's like so many things happen, so many things you have to squeeze in that you don't have time for during the school year, like doctor's appointments that people don't think about or, um, you know, seeing seeing family, extended family, and, and just all kinds of different, uh, like, prep things for the other school year that you can't even answer that question. But whenever we started talking about it, we thought, we need to talk to Dave Badamo. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> as busy as we feel like we are, nothing no, in no, my mind not even close. Compared, so. Not even close. Plus, you got to keep in mind, when you're a teacher and you're off in the summer, that's an open door for everybody to have. They need you to help them move. They need you to, uh-huh. to, to do that, to do that. They just think because you're off all day. Speaking of, what would you tell a guy who just found out a piece of siding fell off his house? Well, I'd ask him where it's at, because more than likely, it's probably up in the gable, which is all the way up at the top, because you can't nail that. Does this guy sit at the table currently? Uh, no, comment. Be so. no, no comment. Uh. <laughs> any, other, any other home improvement questions you'd like to ask on behalf of an anonymous friend, Mr. Fitzpatrick? Is it at the top? It, it, it is at the top. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't nail it. <laughs> oh, sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can borrow a ladder from <laughs> Damos how Cuts. Long, how high is it? Uh, 22 feet. 22. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad. I, I, I didn't want to go off on a tangent there. I just figured, like, I, I have a, I have an open ear here at the table. I, I, I have another question for you since you deal with a lot of lawns. Do you ever come across, like, you know, bees in the ground? <laughs> Hornets in the ground or anything like that? Did somebody yeah. tell you about this? No, no. I happen to know of another person who is suffering from a similar uh, a fate, perhaps wow. also sitting at this you know, very spot. <laughs> another person with my exact voice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, still in the process of trying to handle uh, said situation. But I have no idea. You have a story to tell about. Oh. I, I got stung pretty bad once by these, these guys, but go ahead. I'd well, like to the hear running story. joke is this summer I've been stung 31 times. 31 times. 31 times. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and we were just actually talking about that in my class. 31 times for those grind bees. The grind yeah, bees. Yeah, yeah. you got to burn them out. Oh, boy. Well, it <laughs> sounds like I gave myself a project or two this weekend. Oh, you know how they have that saying, like, those who can't do teach? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. um, and then what, what was that? What was that, that one from the... Uh, was it School of Rock? It's like, those who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Conan. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, uh, yeah, I'm, I may or may not fall into that boat. Um, you <laughs> don't have a boat to fall into because you can do everything, and that's what that's I'm, why we admire you. So I'm thinking much. You, really, you should really <laughs> FaceTime with Dave here, like hold the phone up. I'm doing this right now, Dave. Should I should, I, should like, I proceed? No, don't do that. <laughs> stop! Stop! Back off! <laughs> Actually, we we may get, my wife loves going out and burning those. It's like the greatest thing in the world. Well, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll text you my address. Because um, <laughs> if he does it, who knows? This house might catch. I don't know. You never know. You never know. 
Well, Dave, thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time and sitting down with us here to to shed some light on maybe like this uh, secret life of teachers that the public doesn't seem to know exists. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Excellent. This is Uncle Griff, and you're listening to Pod for Teacher. Now back to the guys. Okay, so we're back with our great friend. Terrific great friend. friend Terrific friend of the pod. Yes. Well, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm out of the pod. Have you listened to the pod? I have. Oh, terrific. Oh, yeah, I, I knew this. <laughs> um, this is Kristen Milanovic. Uh, we, um, again, kind of thought when we were looking at people who um, might have a story to tell and, and might have something to say about that whole must be nice to have summers off phrase that we all love to hear so much that uh, Kristen might have something to say about that. So is that something you've ever heard before? I, it is. It yeah. is. I hear it often, as a matter of fact. What's your What's your reaction? Well, I kind of yeah. giggle, and I say, well, off from from the high school, sure, yes, I don't physically have to go there in those few months, but I'm working every single day, right, throughout the entire summer. So that's always fun. And just for people who may not know, what is it that you do then throughout the summer? So I teach a college class online, Don't which do that. not many people know. <laughs> and in the summer, they like to give me more classes. So oh, like this yeah. past summer, I had three mm-hmm. during the summer session. So that was a little intense. I had about 120 students that I had to manage throughout the summer. I was helping a friend with their website for their rug store. So that was a ton of fun, (laughs) and I got to go into the rug store three days a week and actually, like, work next to the rugs, right? Have you learned a lot about carpets and rugs? I sure have. How much does a good rug go for these days? I mean, these rugs, like, I didn't know. Can I preface this with I didn't choose the rug life like it it has chosen me. (laughs) So um, they – Can you uh, make a T-shirt that says that? Yeah, I would like one. Do you know someone who makes T-shirts? I don't don't know. I've heard rumors. Um, uh, th- honestly, their most expensive rug is over a hundred thousand dollars. No, I swear. And he's he's coming like, but I feel like when he goes to buy them, that possibly they don't cost nearly that much, right? But that's we don't make those rugs here in the United States, so it's very much a like a I don't know specialty item. Okay. Now, from my perspective, in our household, anything over a hundred might be a little too much because we have a lot of bodily fluids that end up on our floors you know we got pets we got kids (laughs) myself included i mean so i'm not well i feel as if once the commitment happens and you buy one good rug you need all good rugs so is that like getting a tattoo you get one and then you just gotta keep going have you seen the big lebowski I have. You know, I so have, that, have. that scene makes so much more sense to me now. Like why he, why it was on such a quest to, to get the rug, um, whenever rugs cost uh, that, that such a crazy money. amount yeah. of money. Mm-hmm. Now there's some that are obviously less expensive, and depending on the size and everything else, but they're all hand knotted, like handmade. Someone's making them. Oh my gosh! It's amazing. It's amazing. And I do a lot of actually t-shirt work with for the Fortune 500 mm-hmm. throughout the summer. So. A lot of people contact me really like July, August, beginning of August, and I'm designing and working okay, so this summer. For, uh, so obviously we're, we're familiar, but for anyone that might be listening uh, that ha- doesn't know what this Fortune 500 thing you're talking about is, you, you want to explain like what your program is, how it came about, and kind of uh, 
what it entails to kind of manage? Sure. It is a class for upperclassmen that we run as a business, and it is split up actually with departments of a business. So there's a marketing department, an accounting department, a sales department, a quality assurance, production, and the students will create the art based off of a customer need or like just in their head for what's coming up here in Freedom. And then we actually produce the um, vinyl and working on the ink to make the t-shirts. So it's fun stuff. And so obviously that's something that takes a little more than just your, uh, your my average, average yes, school day it time does, to, to it make does. this function properly. Well, in it, for example, as long as I order, like especially with inventory, like right now we're running a K through 12, like homecoming and pink out simultaneously um, t-shirts. And we've never done that before. So the managing of the orders, getting them situated, knowing that I'm ordering shirts. So like Friday when I got home, like, I was double checking all the numbers and as long as I ordered before five o'clock, they would be here today. So like at four fifty eight, like I'm hitting submit, right? Like just to get it um, ordered. I'm out of curiosity, roughly, do you know how many like customers you have? We have quite a few, surprisingly. We have a lot of internal customers for freedom, mm -hmm. but we have quite a few external. We're really good with like the I don't know, bridal party that needs six shirts, right? Like, because we don't have to cost, like, have to charge. But I don't obviously like to take away business from any of the people who actually utilize this as their, you know, mm -hmm. their money and their li livelihood. So if it is, as long as it's an internal someone, then that's who we stick with. Now, being run as a business, any embezzlement problems with the accounting there are or none. not, not there like are that? None, <laughs> as a matter of fact, like <laughs> it, I, I tell happening. the students, like because people will pay cash, right? And I'm like, you can count this cash anytime you want. I'm not losing my job for twelve dollars. <laughs> like it's not going to happen. Like so, um, when you realize, I guess that that there are um, there are people that you know go to work, do their job, and go home, and don't take it home with them, and do things like that. Um, and you realize that you could potentially have the, the opportunity to do that maybe if you wanted to. Um, taking on all this extra stuff and doing this stuff day after day, like what keeps you motivated? You know, with, the, with this class specifically, I think that the, um, the, the students, uh, their pride in what they're wearing and, or if the designs when they see that other people are wearing them in the community is something to... I don't know like I feel I feel proud of them because of that and so when I'm thinking of things or trying to plan things or getting into the school like, throughout the summer it's because I know that it's for them like and so that's really what keeps me motivated as for the rugs like that's what I get paid in <laughs> so, like, my house has beautiful rugs like <laughs> um, when uh, one thing I think that sets what you do apart from I think the like majority of other teachers and something that I can appreciate from uh, from a publication standpoint is um, the fact that you're the work that you do and the work that you advise is seen by everybody um, how does that change your approach oh, geez. knowing like, that everything that you do is is basically seen and, and potentially scrutinized right, by the public right. well <laughs> we did have um, early on when especially with this pink out and the homecoming that early on with the shirts we get um, 
that's when the students are really learning. So with the order form actually goes home or, or like a little disclaimer that st states like, thank you for being supporting our first, you know, if there's any problems, you know, we are students, we'd be happy to fix it, just let us know. And I think that's something that luckily does help us because everyone does realize we are a class. Um, but then there are some that I, maybe they don't realize, I'm, I'm unsure, but like some of them, we have a business partner that we work with, so that makes it a little bit easier. So. I'm thinking we need, we should design some shirts for the pod here. I really I, think that I we should. It had crossed my mind. I think we should do that. See a couple of them sprinkled throughout the, the area. Something yeah. I, I like it. something uh, yeah free free adver advertising a little marketing yeah why not <laughs> right um, one thing we asked Dave when we talked to Dave uh, was you know Dave has three children mm -hmm. you have a daughter I have one right yes and now we have a puppy and so. a puppy now oh, right oh. <laughs> oh. Um, was how do you think that um, your daughter growing up now seeing like how mom is so busy and. Uh, focused and motivated and, and such a hard worker like how do you think that impacts her as a as she's developing? as she's developing it's a great question because I I think that the work ethic of what needs to be done is um, is important to instill when they're younger and obviously being an only child like there's she doesn't have to fight with anyone or do anything and before we decided to get this puppy I said I just don't want something else to take care of and she said oh no I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it but seeing that now that the puppy's here like with the responsibility I'm seeing a little bit of Mike and I and and how we're working all the time that she's constantly forward thinking on it so that's good I hope it stays so does she want to come take care of our dog as well then Is sure that? why not yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely you're, if you're no problem well that yeah. she's okay. really good at picking up poop <laughs> I'm not so, uh, yeah. so. the lawnmower does a great job doesn't I think. it though doesn't it I can't think of a better a better place to leave it than yeah. that um. <laughs> quality ending there yeah <laughs> lawnmower poop <laughs> well thank you very much for thanks yes, for having thank you. us on thank the you. pod and uh have a great day thanks you too <laughs> We actually wanted to end with our exit ticket. Before we make a judgment call about somebody else's profession, let's try to walk a mile in their shoes. What are your thoughts, guys? I couldn't think of a better way to end that. I mean, I, I think uh, just in general, empathy <laughs> and, and understanding is, is one of the biggest things that we teach our students on the daily, no matter what co content we teach, no matter uh, what part of the unit or lesson or anything we're doing it just it, it, it lends itself to every single aspect of the lives that we live and humans are much better off whenever we are trying to understand each other right that arrogant attitude thinking we're better than somebody else like that just leads to conflict tension and as you can tell I think there's enough of that going around so maybe we can dial that back a bit but I completely completely agree with that with that mentality that that sentiment there so teachers, if you hear, uh, if you if you're listening, uh, next time somebody asks you or, or you know, like, what do you do during your summer? Like, you know, or must be nice to have summers off. Hopefully, uh, hopefully today's pod gives you uh, gives you some some ammo to uh, to respond with. And um, and if you're one of those people that have either asked that question, considered asking that question, or just are not a part of the education profession. Maybe maybe think twice before you before you fire off an ignorant statement like that and get your teacher friends. <laughs> <A little research. laughs>
Well, that's all we have for today, folks. We'd like to thank our guests, Kristen Milanovic and Dave Badamo, for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at pod for teacher You can follow Aaron at A. Fitzpatrick CJE. And you can follow me at N. Langelli. And you can follow Brad at Volleyball Games. <laughs> Please subscribe as a listener on whichever platform you're hearing this podcast. And should you be so generous, click on that fifth star as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.